0: welcome to barbell fit strong i'm coach karen and we love to talk about anything strength conditioning and nutrition and today i am super excited because we have an amazing opportunity we get to talk to jennifer thompson the number one bench presser in the world so i'm excited we get to talk to her about her life journey her training and a little bit about her home gym and i'm gonna list uh, her accomplishments they are extensive and impressive But i'm only gonna state a few i was gonna say you don't need to do them all (laughs) all i I broke it down um but three things i want people to note in this she is an accomplished power lifter in in the, the bench press the squat and the deadlift and she's most famous for her over 300 pound bench press weighing somewhere in the 130 pound range and she's also a drug tested athlete. So she's drug free. Uh, so there's no uh, performance enhancers that she's taking for athleticism. And she's been doing this for over 20 years, not to age her, but she's doing this for, for a while. And so she's got longevity and wisdom. And she's also, a, she's not just a beautiful person on the outside, but on the inside Aww. because she has <laughs> influence to serve in the powerlifting community. And she brings awareness to great causes. And she's a teacher and she's been married to Donovan for over 20 years, and he's an accomplished uh, lifter and national and international coach for the USAPL. And she is also mom to Tucker and Brody, who are teenagers who are doing well in powerlifting. So here is the concise list of her career with, with powerlifting. She's won 11 IPF World Powerlifting Championships, She's the highest IPF points bench press in history for men or women. And she currently holds the world bench press record in two weight divisions. And she is, in uh, in 2018, she was honored as the USAPL Athlete of the Year. And last year, she was inducted into the, uh, 2019 was inducted into the IPF Hall of Fame. So, She's an inspiration, not just to men and women and young people, but she also generously gives her knowledge on her training. If you follow her, she's very generous on giving out information. And so uh, I'm I'm excited to jump into her training. I have uh, questions I really am excited to ask her about, but given the unique time that we're all in right now, because we're in this together, um, what have you been doing uh, to make the most of your quarantine time? And what are you looking forward to uh, when things are more lifted?
1: Um, well, I've really, honestly, I've just tried to take, look at this as an opportunity, um, rather than something to be upset about. I mean, it's obviously not great that's going on, but, um, I do think it's a little bit of a gift to have this time, um, where you're sort of, I guess, forced to hang out with your family. But for me with the teenage boys, you know, they're gone constantly. So I've loved like every minute they've had to stay home with me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was a special time in a lot of ways. It really is. And it it really gave us an opportunity because we're always go, 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 whether it's powerlifting meets, whether it's baseball tournaments, you know, is um, we're constantly traveling. We probably travel somewhere twice a month um, and it's constant go, go, go. And so it's I've honestly given us the opportunity to do things that we've meant to do, but we didn't have time. So, you know, my husband spent a lot of time um, with the boys showing them how to use tools. And how to fix the toilet, you know, and how to how to make things. And I've spent time with them um, in the kitchen. like I'm so horrible. My, my son didn't even know how to turn on the oven. And I'm like, oh my God, I've failed. I've failed so poorly in this area. That's awesome. um, and I think too, like some of it is, um, I grew up, uh, my mom was a single mom, and um, a lot of the responsibilities were on us as kids. And so I've wanted to do the exact opposite with my own kids. So I do a lot for them just because I really enjoy being there um, for them. But in the end, like I've sort of lacked on giving them the skills I think they probably need. <laughs> so we've taught them card games. We've been playing cornhole. Um, the boys are taking different nights of the week cooking. Uh, That's awesome. So I've actually really liked it.
0: <laughs> well, you know, in, in our culture, it's really hard not to get busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It really is. And so this is I've I've heard a lot of people say this. This has been um a forced time, but there there's actually a lot of good coming out of it. So um it I think it really, um,
1: made me reel my life a little bit and how I choose to spend my time. Um I will I will definitely, you know, with this quarantine and everything, it's made us cancel everything that we've had planned. But mm-hmm. I really don't think I'm going to re-up some of the things that I lost.
0: Yes, interesting. Yes. No, I I can I can see that. that's cool. That's cool. Um <laughs> what what is one of the things you want to do when you get out? Like well, I shouldn't I need to say get out because that sounds so derogatory. Or maybe yeah. more lifted, you know.
1: Um the you know, honestly, I just human contact with people other than my family. Although I love my family. <laughs> but, you know, I really just miss um being with friends. And um we don't eat out a lot, but every once in a while is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um and really that's the only thing i miss like we are a little bit rural here you know we 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 don't go i don't go sh- i don't like to go shop you know and things like that um yeah. and then we have a gym in our house so everyone comes to us to work out <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah. i mean in reality i've been very lucky as far as how this quarantine hasn't affected us in a giant way where i know for some people it really has so i feel bad for for, for those people i post things and people will comment about that are in other countries where they're under lockdown and they're not allowed to go outside Mm -hmm. and you know they have a curfew and they're only allowed to go out for a few items and um it really makes you feel grateful
0: (laughs) yeah really because really compared to a lot of parts of the world it's not as bad what we've got
1: going on well especially because we're pretty i mean we grew up in um busy suburbia of detroit but we chose to move uh, to sleepy Denver, North Carolina, and it was a little bit of adjustment, but I've never been so thankful that we did that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're an outdoor girl, because you you post yeah. pictures, and you, you're you on the lake, and is that,
0: yeah. is that, that's where you live, I take it.
1: Yeah, we we moved down here like 25 years ago, I think, um, for the opportunity to, to live on the lake, because it was, back then, it wasn't very expensive. Um, when growing up in Michigan, first, the weather's terrible, but like, you, have, it's very expensive to live there. And so we decided to um, move somewhere where we could afford a house on the lake. And so we did that. And we also have a little cabin up in the mountains now. So um, I bounce back and forth between the lake and the mountains, life is so hard.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. So before we jump into training and that sort of thing, what are two things that you like to do besides powerlifting?
1: Oh, I love to read, I'm an avid reader. I love to read, I love doing puzzles. And, um, and I love anything outdoors. I love going hiking with my kids. We just got two dogs, two puppies. Um, so they're taking up a lot of time. But I look forward to being able to take them, you know, outdoors. I just They have this um, thing. It's called, um, what do call it? Oh, shoot, I can't remember the name. But it's the idea of being outside is therapeutic. There's actually like a science term for it. And I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But I do think that's an actual thing. I believe, like, when you remove yourself and you get actually in nature, I mean, I feel like, and it sounds so cheesy, but it's very magical. Like, the fresh air, the relaxing of the stress, being, just being out in nature, like, it, it does something, it does good for your soul, I feel like. So oh, I yeah. try to do that. Oh, yeah.
0: No, we love, we've, we've done a lot of hiking uh, that's been available to us since mm-hmm. this, and it's, it's been, it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay, so I want to ask you a little bit about your journey. I know, I know you've shared this before, but for those who don't know, you've been doing this for over 21 years, mm-hmm. um, and so you, you were obviously lifting before you competed, and so right.
1: how long have you been doing this? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. Like, when I was in college, I started um, just sort of sporadically lifting um, I moved, I uh, graduated high school and I moved into a rental house with some friends. Well, it turns out one of them's my husband now, <laughs> but they were just friends at the time and he had um, our current weight gym that we have. It was his gym. He had it in our rental house because uh, back when he first got out of the military, they didn't have like world's gyms and gold's gyms and things like that. And he had learned how to weight train in the military. So he and his buddies pooled money and got some home gym stuff way back when. So I lived in this rental house that had this amazing gym and they taught me how to use it. And it was sort of being in college, you know, especially a freshman. It's uh I would do some here and there, like but you know, like going out with friends and having fun had more of a priority, (laughs) you know, lifting. But um after a while, after a few years of just kind of sporadically do it doing it, I finally saw some good like gains and some different differences in my physique that I liked. Mm-hmm. So, um I sort of cut you know got, caught the bug and then was I was going pretty steady, probably for I bet three years before I even found powerlifting
0: now was it was it mostly with men? I take it that you were doing you know this bench pressing with, and
1: uh-huh, yeah, it was all guys. it was all all of my roommate and all his buddies. I mean, it's not very different than what it is today, where like at five o'clock, everyone shows up. And we get our workout in, we play some hard music and we mess around and get through our program and then have a few beers afterwards. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. so really not much has changed.
0: <laughs> but so you weren't so you weren't comparing yourself to maybe other women's records and that sort of thing. You were just doing what the guys were doing
1: and having- I didn't even know I didn't even know powerlifting was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking up to some female bodybuilders of the time. Um Corey Everson was Miss Olympia and uh, Linda Murray was also, and it was kind of a time in women's powerlifting before they had really gotten to the heavy steroids. And they were more feminine looking, I think, than, than what we see now. Um, so I really, I admired um, how, how fit they looked and I, liked, and I admired their muscularity. Um, and so I was just kind of striving for that. I really didn't know anything about competing or hitting certain weights or um, I was trying to stay in shape and not get fat. <laughs> from all the beer drinking (laughs) and and, um, I just you know I was trying to have a healthy lifestyle and I really enjoyed being one of the guys you know I was the only girl lifting with them and you really felt like one of the dudes you know so I really enjoyed it yeah well it's very cool because
0: when you showed up at your first powerlifting meet then what was your first so what was your first because I know you won it and didn't you win didn't you win American as well when you when you are, I don't know if I'm too far ahead on the story, but.
1: On my you, very first meet, I broke, yeah. I think I broke some records. Yeah. On the very yeah. first one, I almost bombed out of the squat. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you didn't know
0: you were at that point, you probably didn't realize.
1: Oh you know, no. How special I had no idea. And like, there was no internet really. I mean the internet was here, but it really wasn't. It was right. all like, if you wanted to look up the record, you had to look in the back of a magazine um, or you could wait 15 minutes for the web page to upload. <laughs> like, I had no idea. Like, I mean, just, just information was not readily available.
0: Right. So, well, I just love I mean, that positive energy that it's like, you're working out with the guys. You didn't know the difference that, you know, to not keep on trying to keep up and you kept going. I mean, there's just, I just, I'm like, there's just something to that, you know, that, that, uh, which I also wanted to ask you. So I did, I, when I I, you know, I got to see you um, do your over 300 pound bench press at the Arnold, even though it was, mm-hmm. it was canceled to the 250,000 spectators and all that. But when I've seen you online, uh, for instance, the Liberty, um, when you did your um, um, un- 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 unrecorded, or I should say, un- unsanctioned meet, or you did uh, the 325 bench press at Liberty University and to see those students going crazy, all these football players and everything. And you've obviously performed a lot. How do you, do you, do you take, does that make an impact on you as far as the crowds and just that, that level of electricity and that, that you can feel in the air?
1: Oh, 100%, like, it, like even I get goosebumps now, like just even thinking about it um, because I used to be um, super nervous you know before i go and it it was kind of like an it, it it was a negative thing i would i would lift less because i was so nervous and i was so worried and i would um there was a lot of self doubt and i was worried about not performing and just a lot of negativity and so um it just happened like one day I wa- it was at the arnold i walked out and i was just i was trying to keep all these awful thoughts out of my head about failing and not performing and what if this happens and what if that happens and i walked out and i just like shouted really loud and then the cr- crowd came back at me crazy, and, like, and, like, I was, like, oh, my God, I mean, I felt like I was, like, high, maybe, I've never been high, but you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 the electricity, like, my hair went on, and, and every negative thought went out my head, like, I didn't, like, I couldn't think about anything, but these people just cheering and cheering for you, and you're, I mean, like, it, the, the adrenaline was, like, through the roof at that point, point. and so then I was, like, afterwards, I was, like, I can use this. <laughs> this is going to make me great. <laughs> exactly.
0: You, you can harness it. Well, I, I mean, I, I can see where it would. It's, it's, um, like I said, watching, watching these crowds. So now, you and Donovan have done this, you know, the, the entire time together, and have you had a, a period of time where you've been? I mean, looking actually at your resume of what you've done, I don't know how you could have taken any time off, but. I know you've had, uh, I know you've had challenges like other people, like you've had sure. surgeries and that sort of thing. And yeah. so how, how much time have you had off a different, like, what's the most you've had off and how and, and getting through your challenges? Your,
1: uh, well, the most was being pregnant, <laughs> really? and having a baby. That was probably the longest. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I think back to like, Um, You know, that resume I sent you, Donovan makes all that. He keeps everything up. Like he has like a spreadsheet on every meet I've ever done with how much I've lifted and what records I brought, broke. And he's like a real data guy. And so he, but he's also like, he also is like, you can do this. Even when I have no idea or never thought I could do it, or I think he's out of his mind. He's like, you can do this. I know you can do this. He's always putting that thought that pushes me beyond what I think I'm capable of. I think a lot of times you just have to plant that seed and then all of a sudden you're rolling with it. Um, So like even when I got pregnant, which um, was a little bit of a surprise, uh, you know, I worked out a little bit through the pregnancy, just very lightly. I didn't squat or deadlift, but I just did, you know, I just tried to keep in shape. Um, And then, so I I think I, I missed, I missed the powerlifting nationals. Uh, I think I only miss powerlifting nationals every, I actually got in bench nationals pregnant because it was early on. Oh, <laughs> and then like I had Brody December 29th and I turned around and I lifted, I lifted in a competition like a month and a half later, which was insane to try to lose that weight on a dive. And I don't know why, but I just kept thinking like, this is what I do and I'm not gonna let, this stopped me from what I do so okay. I mean so I guess probably I think the most has been that was probably about six months
0: really okay yeah. um, well you obviously have a high pain tolerance because when you uh cracked your hip or whatever you kept it sounds like you kept training and you didn't it wasn't like it doesn't sound like it was a traumatic event you know <laughs>
1: I do have a high pain tolerance. I've, you know, I've I've had a lot of injuries and I don't take pain medicine for them. And I kind of just grew up in this. And I I don't know that it was necessarily a good thing. I grew up in the old school way is like, you know, no pain, no gain. You work your way through it. And that's honestly how I ended up breaking my hip is I had all the signs that something was wrong. um, And I kept like, I was doing physical therapy, you know, trying to fix it. Um and certain things felt better, but um I was just ignoring the signs that things weren't. And I pulled a deadlift and I literally took a stress fracture in my pelvis and I cracked it in half. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just cracked it down the center. And at that point I knew I did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got a um X-ray and they're like, Oh and <laughs> yeah." Um, so that's not- necessarily a great attitude to have I don't think I should have definitely been paying a little more attention and and some of it too is I think you when you get to a certain level and you're expected to perform in a certain way um that stress of staying there and getting there and being where you need to be um sort of overtakes maybe logic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, so I was you know trying so hard just to you know I'm used to winning nationals winning worlds and then we just go do it again and all of a sudden, these injuries are popping up, and in my mind, I'm like, "Well, I don't have time for that. Like, <laughs> I've got nationals and I've got worlds, and I, yeah. I'm going to keep this track going till I ignored it long enough that it. I didn't have a choice.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Had I been a little smarter, I probably would not have been in that situation.
0: But even with the hip injury, you um, you're still able to bench. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: still did that. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, do it again. Yeah. So, uh, I'm lucky I always have that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome. So you and Donovan, do uh, you trip, but the reason why you all work so well together is because um, I mean he sounds like a really good coach.
1: Oh, he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I coach him, so it's kind of a, a back back and forth. Um, and over the years, we've had to learn how to um, what works best for e- for each other. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we had some growing pains in the beginning but now we got it pretty dialed in to yeah. Yeah. we know how to handle each other
0: pretty well. That's right. well it's very good because you know it says a lot to that you know just because you're married doesn't mean you're going to get along coaching or tr- working out you know
1: no um, and we really had to set some ground rules in the beginning you know what happens in the gym stays in the gym although you say that sometimes it's hard to act on that you know um yeah. And Donovan came from. Um, he was a head high school wrestling coach for many years, and he was a collegiate wrestler. And you know, he was a very he was invited to Olympic trials. He was a high end Olympic wrestling. If you know anything about wrestling, those people are crazy. He's yeah. <laughs> like uber dedicated, willing to do anything. And so we really kind of had to kind of learn how to coach a, a girl, uh, but be your wife, someone you want to spend the rest of your life with, and and you know yelling yelling at me like i was one of his wrestlers was not not working
0: <laughs> yeah 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 it definitely well and they also really know a lot about cutting weight those wrestlers yes
1: well not always in a good way <laughs> not a healthy yeah. way <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: which well let me ask you a little bit about uh, on on your nutrition you i mean you seem like you stay very steady on everything you're doing mm-hmm. So Yeah,
1: I train a little bit heavier than I need to, but I mean, when I say a little bit, you know, probably like four pounds over or something like that, you know, I stick fairly true to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, you you have to do a lot of trial and error and find out what works for you. And I you know people hate it when you say that because you want to say, hey, you do it like this and it works great. Yeah. But it doesn't for like everybody. I've done some water loading. Water loading works a little bit good for me. Um, but what I've found over the years is if I, in the beginning of my training, I train heavy, like heavier weight wise, you know, four, four, maybe five pounds above. Mm-hmm. And then as I get about a m- two months out, I start cranking in my diet and getting it to come down a little bit. If I need to water load a little bit, I will, but usually it's not a ton because, um, I know that when I get dehydrated, it, it kills me. <laughs> like it saps yeah, my yeah. strength. And yeah. I feel horrible. I mean, I've tried like I used to when the weight class used to be 132 it was really hard for me. I would uh, sauna the night before, sometimes hot tub a few times, trying to suck off the, the liquid. Yeah. Um, so glad I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yes,
0: and they changed that what five years ago because that's why you're 132 pounds of power.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. It, well, it's allowed me to put a little bit more size on. You know, I really thought like when it went to one, um, it's one, it's one thirty. 8.8 and I was like oh yeah because I was normally walking around 136 yeah but now I just walk around at 143 so yeah. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it gave you some more size on, on my legs up. believe it or not but <laughs> Thank
0: you. so with you because you know I, I followed you on your nutrition and so you you do macros um and so is it when you're in obviously before your um before your competitions that is that when you're moving it up to like 160 or more grams of protein,
1: I pretty much stay there all the time. One sixty, really? yeah. I actually try to get double my body weight, but it's pretty tough. And yeah. so it ends up being, you know, when I macro, it ends up being more like one sixty, which is one almost one and a half, which is okay too. Um, but if you're like a high end, um, where you're trying to build strength and muscle, you know, you want to get as much protein as you can. Um, one to one would be the bare minimum. You know, one and a half is a little bit better.
0: Have you always been doing that? has this been something like, I mean, you've been doing this for 21, 21 mm. years. So as far as your nutrition, have you always, I mean, to be honest with you, I've, I haven't been aware of macros for 20 years. I mean, I've, I've only been aware of it since like my forties. So um, right. it's
1: only been the last few years that I've really oh, right. okay. filed that aspect. Really. I started looking into it when I have 40, cause I feel like that's when your body really starts changing right. and the carbs just told not uh, they don't come off like they usually used to do so that's what I really started looking at my nutrition I used to um, when I was younger I would just eat high protein I do kind of like a keto diet I would do like all protein and fat and no carbs um, earlier on but we just didn't have the nutrition knowledge back then that we do now yes. so now um, I usually I really only macro when I'm starting to get into like the dieting phase like a month and a half two months out And I only do it, I'll do it like straight for like a week where I'm putting everything I eat in um, um, the My Macros app just to, because I'm changing the way I'm eating. And so it it makes me feel accountable, but it also makes me more aware of what I'm eating and is it working? Am I getting what I think I'm getting in? But then after about a week or two, I, I, I put it away because that stuff will drive you nuts after a while. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. Wow. can yeah. I have yeah. this drop of ketchup on my hamburger? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like it will really, um, it's tempting and it's sometimes like defeating. Um, so I, I'll, uh, after, I, after I've sort of dialed in the diet, I'll put it away and I'll do it like maybe once a week just to make sure I'm, I'm about where I think I'm going. And I, I weigh myself every single morning. Where I'm at.
0: So are you doing so you take the SSP mm-hmm. way drink and then you also you do a, a pre workout and after workout. Does, does any of that have does that have creatine in it or did, did, I it, add it in there. Do you okay?
1: Yeah they used to have it in there but a lot of they have a multi sports, you know, do it and I like the figure girls and things like that didn't like having the creatine in there because it does make you you know make, uh, retain some water. So they ended up just taking it out and selling it separately. So I, I am a big believer in creatine. I can tell a big difference in my workout when I'm doing it. And it's, you have to load it and you have to stay with it
0: yeah, for it to work. That. That's good to hear. I've but got It uh, is
1: kind of one of the most natural supplements you can take. And, you know, honestly, you can just buy a, it's all the same. If you just get creatine monohydrate, you can get it for a few bucks on yeah. Amazon um, and just put it in. Uh, they say not to put it in like a sugary drink, but you could just dump it in some water and take it in the morning and the afternoon. You wouldn't, you don't have to buy some fancy. Although like SSP, I believe they sell theirs almost at cost. It's not something they're trying to make a lot of money off of because they took it out of their supplement. So, I mean, I think you can get a fairly good size for like 15 bucks.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. That is awesome to hear. So are you still and what, being in the current quarantine or whatever, are, are your food cycled? Are you still doing the same type of breakfast in the morning, um, or you changing it up?
1: No, i'm really I'm a pretty habitual eater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I pretty much eat almost the same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that sounds boring, but I'm eating foods I really like.
0: So, like you know I'm so I, I like I have
1: I do take in the morning um there's a I take a vanilla protein it's called uh, Rivalis, Um and it's one of the um, tested product that's tested by the secondary um, company, so you know that it's tech- tested for banned substances. Um, so I do that in the morning because it's a little bit higher protein than the SSP the SSP's got some carbs and stuff in it. So I do actually the SSP one I do it as like an afternoon snack. my morning one I take uh, the Rivalis um, whey protein and then I usually have like a cottage cheese or a Greek yogurt and uh, like a power crunch bar and then lunch is some sort of egg concoction usually Um, and then I have my protein shake in the afternoon I do my pre and my post and then we have a uh, some sort of chicken dinner Well, no, that, <laughs> I just roll like that.
0: <laughs> and, and and I read that you also like you like bison as well. So which is yeah, awesome.
1: all meat we any red meat we have is the Carolina bison because it's high protein, a lot less fat, a little bit better for you. Um, so we make bison burgers. If I have spaghetti, it's by Actually, we don't make anything that's not bison. Everything is bison. Really, that's, that's awesome. And usually, like you will cook it, you can't even really drain any fat out of it. Yeah, because it's so yeah. lean
0: yeah we we love bison bison's good stuff okay let me ask you some questions on on training because i'll tell you what you've really enlightened my mind on the fact that which makes sense um you know with the bench press really getting uh strong chest muscles Mm -hmm. and even for a woman i don't i don't know you know uh it's so funny. I was so motivated that one time you did like kind of a you you did the chest bump or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh my gosh, her chest muscles are huge. So yeah, I know. <laughs> what what do you um, because bench press? I mean, obviously it, it's it's being activated, being doing that, but to get it to that type of strength, do you think it's more? Is it dumbbell work and push ups? Um, what do you think has really done that for you?
1: Most of it's technique. Most people do not bench press correctly so that they're actually using their pec muscles versus their triceps. So the biggest, the biggest difference will be if you're in a technical position to use your pec muscles because they're a giant muscle and there's a very strong muscle. Even on women, they can develop and be very strong, but you actually have to um, enact them correctly and most people don't. And that is
0: amazing that it's Kinetic Advantage Consulting that work that they did on,
1: that analysis, Uh that that was really, for me, it was very eye-opening, and it was so, like, it was so validating, because when I first started, everyone told me I was doing this, I had so many people saying, you shouldn't flare, your elbows are out too wide, your hands are too wide, you know, they, I was doing it all wrong compared to everybody else, and then it turns out, 25 years later, I was doing it right. (laughs)
0: Well, you know what that takes some strength seriously to push back on that because i mean i read where you know so, some dude you know told you weren't going to be a good bench pressure which oh my gosh that's got to be like so embarrassing that he ever said that you know but, i know
1: i was like heartbroken too i was like oh you know i mean that was like screw you but yeah, at this yeah. point i was like yeah well that wasn't nice <laughs> yeah yeah but you and donovan obviously you just kept at it You, you yeah. at, at that position well, I was hitting numbers and I was lifting weights like well beyond my, my imagination. Like, so I'm like, clearly we're not doing something wrong because I kept getting stronger and stronger, you know, and I would have never thought, I remember we moved from Michigan down to North Carolina, I think in 1997. And I had just hit uh, a single, or no, I hit, hit sets with 215 pounds. So it was, you know, uh, 45 and 35 and 5. I remember specifically hitting that for five reps going, I cannot believe this. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe I'll get to 245s one day. Maybe, you know? And then, you know, a few months later, I mean, it just kept going up. So I was like, well, and, you know, in the earlier years, it was all equipment, there was no raw lifting. You lifted in bench press shirts. And I actually lifted less in that stupid bench press shirt than I did oh. without it most of the time because it put you in such a funky, Angle and the technique was crazy, and I'm so long limbed that the shirts didn't help all that much. And That's I was getting maybe thirty pounds out of them when I was finally getting good at it. But um, like I was so much better raw.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so you kept at that, and you haven't had an impingement. A lot of people struggle with um, when they do a lot of uh, benching shoulder impingements. Yeah. And do you think that what what do you attribute that to? To not yeah. have
1: any problems. I think it's technique.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's, it's the idea of squeezing your shoulder blades and pulling your shoulders back. So you're using your shoulders as little as possible. A lot of that's overextension too at the top, but you're supposed to get your chest up so that you're using these pecs, and you're supposed to squeeze your lats together the whole time. Yeah. And when you, if you look at your shoulders, when you squeeze them, they go back. And when they go back, you're not really using them that much. Yeah. And so a lot of it should be chest and then when it's coming off your when it's coming off your chest it should be lat lat thrust. So yeah. I think I think again, you know it just comes down to technique and now sometimes you impinge it doing something else completely different. But yeah. I still am a firm believer that if you get yourself in the most technical position, you should be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When well, no, I do a lot of work at our like our camps and our seminars and things like that, I do a lot of just taking people's body and putting them the way I want them to, and then when I see them lap, you know, I'll see them lift, and I guess I can look at changing the different angles in their arm slots and where their legs are positioned in it. Usually by the end, like, it's such, I love being a teacher, but, like, this is, like, I usually get so many haha moments, like, oh, that's, that's it, you know, that just, it makes me feel good. <laughs> well,
0: and there's something, even though you've got, a, you've got a lot of awesome resources on your website showing how to do it, there is something to being with someone in person sure. and them ad- adjusting, you, you know, it's just.
1: Well, we're all like, the thing is like, we're all made differently, right? So right. you could not probably adapt my exact technique and it would work for you because I have really long arms, right? right. Or my legs are different lengths or my, sh- my shoulders are different widths yeah. apart. So I mean you want to grasp different pieces of information where you see it but you have to apply it to the most mechanical advantage for your body.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I no, absolutely and meeting meeting with people makes makes such a difference. So, let me ask you this as far as like how much like warm up and foam, foam rolling, like I I'm, I'm trying to you know do 10 minutes of stretching a day now even. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think? Um how much do you do you I that? do
1: more now, especially now that I'm older. When I was younger, I did none. <laughs> like we used we used to think that that was bad for you, stretching, like when I first started. So we've come a long way. Um, but yeah. now I do i do I do use that. the I've just started with the therapeutic you know gun, the muscle hammer, and that's actually been uh, that very looks
0: awesome. That
1: looks awesome. Every time actually, you do that, I'm like, i I need that thing for back here, you know? We use it. I mean, there's a, literally, there's usually about five or six of us working out and there's like a line, you know, to get to it. And I actually do it a lot the next day when I'm sore. Gosh, it just releases everything and makes it feel good. I use it all over my body. Um, so that therapeutically has been, I whether it's placebo or not, I don't know, but I put it on there and it immediately feels better. <laughs> like I, I don't care if it's fake, real
0: right. no good. <laughs> right. well, I'm sure I'm sure cause it's breaking it up. I mean it's, it's yeah, it's, I would put
1: think it, so. Put it so um that's been good. and then yeah, we just do we do um I don't yeah, I probably do close to ten minutes, and on my off days, I'm mostly doing um, you know exercises to help with like small injuries and things like that. Um, I've been really lucky with my um, bench press, really haven't had any like big injuries i I did have one time where I had a, a pinched nerve in my neck and I had to have neck surgery. So that was like one, one, one issue, but it wasn't really applied to power lifting. But other than that, I've been real lucky. All my injuries have come from squat or deadlift. So, um, yeah, you know, exactly. So I, would have, I just usually really work on warming up my shoulders and my lower back so I can get into the right position for me, especially because I'm real tight and I have a hard time. I mean, I have somewhat of an arch, not a giant one, but enough of one that makes me in a good position. So I spent a lot of time making sure I'm limber enough to get to where I want to go.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I actually, I I like hearing that, you you know, it, you know, sometimes you see these arches and they're just like, you know, they're, they're like a gymnast or something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like amazing, but it is, it's nice to see that you, you have an arch, but it's not like a, you know, it's, it's not like a crazy arch, you know?
1: And, you know, I would argue, and this will be somewhat controversial maybe. But I would argue if those giant arched women, see, they're they're not really benching, right? They're just they're mi- closing a distance and they're doing a tricep out, right? Mm. If you look there, you have no pec development at all. Mm. I would argue that if you actually put them in a lower arch, but in the right position where they're actually using their chest muscles, they would be stronger in the end. Because if you see all those girls, they get to they they get to a weight and then that's it. They don't get any stronger. Because you can only bench so much with your triceps for this far, yeah. yeah. And you can only do so much. So I have a theory that I I do feel like it'd be interesting to try it out. But I think in my mind it makes sense that if they would actually lower themselves down and start working their chest, they would actually be stronger than those super archers. Now.
0: Really? Well, you you have a, a you have an awesome say in this. Let me tell you, <laughs> they should they should definitely be be listening. Um, you your workouts are like two hours long, and I want to ask you: for that is that because there's so many people in the gym? Are you moving? Um, are are you moving, moving, moving on that, or what? Is or, is or is that you're you really are doing like you're doing pretty much volume within those two hours?
1: I think it's probably a little bit of both. So we do have a lot of people working out with us. So when you have five people working out with you, you know you're going in a five person rotation for your sets. Um, but I like having a lot of rest between my sets. I don't see a problem with that. Like I want to get the most out of each set. And so, you know, we probably are getting probably seven or eight minutes in between sets, which are and sometimes it's probably in ten. Someone goes to the bathroom. <laughs> so um, I'm okay with that. Um, but we do, do a lot of volume. Like um each workout probably has six or seven exercises with two to three sets in
0: there we do a lot you do a lot yeah well I I can see you're doing a lot are you do your sons usually work out with you
1: Mm -hmm. they don't do quite as much as we do we have them like on a uh, more of like a teenager workout I mean they honestly they don't have the drive will or want to be in there that long and to do that many exercises and they don't really need it honestly with you know testosterone and being in teenagers i mean, they're getting strong with what we we put them through you know so um I just don't think they I think there there is a point where you can be in there so long as defeating you know like I can tell like if we end up like we have some guest lifters in there and there's eight of us going like at the end I'm like we have got to get going because I just lose my motivation you know (laughs) wow I mean once you get past two hours it's like
0: yeah yeah you know, so
1: there yeah. is like this window of you know you got to get through it to get the most out of your workout you know are so, you eating in there
0: or are you sometimes
1: there? Okay. sometimes i get hungry so um i know you're not supposed to eat high fat foods by cheese because it makes the hunger go away <laughs> yeah i wouldn't recommend. like you definitely wouldn't want to do that like in a powerlifting competition but okay. for for training i just um i'm just trying to get eat something And like for me, like to throw in some carbs, it just makes me more hungry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I just,
1: I eat cheese. I have, we have a refrigerator downstairs. I grab two cheese sticks. I munch on those (laughs) until my hunger pains go away and then I get back to it. (laughs) That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So you've been, you've had, this is a pretty long career and, and I, I can see that you're going to, you can keep on going, which is, that's what one thing I think is really awesome about this sport is that really you can keep on going for quite some time. Um, but as far as what you've accomplished a lot and you've done a lot, what, what do you want your legacy in this to look like? Um, Um,
1: well, I want to, you know, I want to do probably what everyone else wants is to do something so grand that no one can ever match it. (laughs) You know, a record that stays in there for like a really long time. And it's a big deal if anyone ever gets close to it. Um, so I want that. Um, I want like I have four um IPF titles. I'd like five, like five's a better number. <laughs> I have like national open powerlifting championships. I want 10 because 10, 10- mm-hmm. Um and I I feel like I'm always fighting to prove myself as a power lifter because my bench is so there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm always trying to prove that I'm a power lifter, also, not just a bench presser. Um, even with four world titles. <laughs> and, uh, and I used to have a, a deadlift world record in there somewhere. Um, but I always feel like I'm trying to prove myself as a, as a true power lifter. So I don't know, I'm still, I'm still working on, on to where I feel like I've done that. Oh my goodness. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, and you, you really, you're really, your rehab's
0: coming, it's, it looks like it's coming along pretty well. So I'm
1: pretty excited. This is the best I've felt in probably three years and so I'm excited like I am excited for October I've got a lot of time before it gets here which makes me even more excited but this is the first time that I've been able to train and not be in some sort of pain so hmm. Hmm. wow it's, it's I'm I'm and stoked about it <laughs>
0: It's awesome. Well, it, it is it's super it's super awesome watching your training. And the fact that you share it, I say to my husband all the time, I'm like, she's sharing this. And, you know, um, you know, because some, some some people wouldn't want to give away those competitive.
1: So, um Well, I've always wanted to one of my goals, you know, when you talk about legacy is and we're seeing it happen, is I wanna see my sport be huge and in order for women's powerlifting to get huge mm-hmm. you got to put the stuff out there and you have to be cocky enough to n- say even if i put out my stuff out there you're still not going to beat me
0: because
1: i'm awesome. going to work harder than you and i'm smarter than you <laughs> That's and i'm awesome. <laughs> mental and, and and when that competition comes i'm a strong mental competitor I can tell you right now I've won several world championships just on my mental aptitude alone, and the other person crushed really i I should be short a couple, but i I mentally outdid them <laughs> no and that comes from years of practice, you know that comes from years of practice and being confident in yourself, which has taken me you know twenty some years to get there <laughs> yeah. yeah no i
0: i can I can totally see that, and that that's where. You have to be trained as this type of competitor. to, to It's
1: it. a whole different ballgame. When you get up to that elite level, like, it's, and, you know, when I first started powerlifting, I mean, there were so few women in it. Like, we had our own nationals, but even then, like, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, like, a full weight class of women. Mm-hmm. Like, there were there, one flight would be several weight classes because there wasn't enough even at the national level, even at the world level, even for the bench press and stuff, we'd know, we, you wouldn't have just a flight of 63s. There wasn't enough of us. And You're now serious? I look at that raw nationals and the fact that we got prime time and there was over 63s eleven. I mean, it gives me goosebumps. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we are humming. Hear us roar, dude. Yeah, <laughs> because we are awesome. we were nearly, when I, I spoke at the, uh, the uh, Hall of Fame induction, I did a speech. A speech um, to the IOC there that was there in Dubai. Um, and I was looking at the statistics, and we women, we are nearly half. It's sixty forty. Really. When I first start, I bet it was probably more like fifteen. Really? I just see that's something
0: that is that is well. And you know what? with with uh, um, people like you who are do, doing a great job with the you know drug testing clean and all that um the olympics could be someday in sight i mean i know it's gonna be a while for that but that but that's what you're you're paving the way for that too so um uh, for, for that down the road um, So of all these awards what are you most what what's the award that i mean i guess it's it's hard to say because what idea. is there an award i mean was last year kind of the I mean, the IPF,
1: being inducted to the IPF Hall of Fame, I mean, that sounds like, to me. That was nice. Um, I was very honored, but I felt very deserving of it. Does that sound too cocky? No, no, no. Well,
0: no, actually, I you get I've a lot. As a <laughs> <laughs> um, and I
1: And I don't mean that for myself, but I, there's a lot of people out there who have been in the sport for a while. that have covered amazing things that we, we have yet to recognize. So I think there's some some work to be done done there. I'd like to see more athlete representation on uh on, on the higher level, the admin level, you know, mm-hmm. um in, in both areas, both sports, um or both organizations. But you know, that it was cool. But I, you know, it's hard to hard to pick one because each you know, time it was you were overcoming a little bit something different. But definitely like the, I mean it took me and it sounds you know maybe silly, but it took me four times before I won my first open world bench press, so it wasn't like right away. although you know, some people never get there, so I don't want to demean anything, but it was like a four year, like every time I was almost there, I just came short. And so you know that was really, really big and very, very special, you know to me. but um and of course, I mean, really, the Calgary one that I won last um, you know, I wasn't even talked about winning. You know, everyone thought Sam Calhoun was gonna win or um, Isabella was coming down from the Netherlands, you know, Van, Van Weisenberg, and everyone picked her as a favorite um, coming down from the 72s to 63s. There was just a lot of hype about everyone but me. Hmm. And so that was pretty awesome. <laughs> and I did it in a very astounding way, just the way we picked our numbers, how I ended up winning. Um, <laughs> It's definitely one, of my, and it was a great place to be. So, I mean, those are probably my top. Like you sound like
0: you get motivated. Like it's almost like when when someone's kind of, you know, I don't know, like, uh, you know, when when they're kind of pushing you down, you're, you're. It, it sounds like it is a motivation to push back.
1: It is. Know? and I don't know why, but I always feel like um, I'm never. I always feel like I'm the silent background till I win. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know why that is. Uh, maybe just because I don't know but like every single time you know I it's I don't feel like there's a lot of hype until I win it but that's okay good with it well
0: well I would say you're coming from behind but I mean I don't I don't see it that way at all I'm like you're on top but well awesome well thank you so much I mean this quarantine has really allowed for some really cool connection and I really appreciate you taking the time I'm I'm like I want I want to I want to talk to Jennifer about her training. So thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, I'm going to look forward to seeing you at one of the local Carolina meets.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I love that you guys are putting this information out there for people. And this was sort of fun for me because I'm just not repeating some of the same stuff that I interviewed about. This was a little bit different. So I liked it. Enjoyed it.
0: Very good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much.